sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to the first edition of Around the Hearn here in the month of June. Two great guests and a lot of basketball talk on it today, and two gentlemen on different ends of their coaching careers. Kirk Lehman, the now former Defiance Boys basketball head coach, talks about his experiences and what led to him retiring after 17 years at the helm of the Bulldogs. And Cole Fishbach, the now former Delphi St. John's assistant, turned New Knoxville Boys head coach starting his head coaching career in his mid-20s and looking to change one of the max programs that has not won in conference in a couple of years. I'll be honest, I had never talked to either one of these guys before I did these interviews, and I see it. I see why kids would be drawn to listening to these two guys, just absolutely great gentlemen, and uh, found out I had a lot of mutual friends with both that I didn't necessarily know about, but two terrific interviews to listen to that just kind of explain the thought process of when you're starting your coaching career versus when you're ending it. And I just, I'm fascinated by how the mind works and how each of these guys have prepared uh, kind of their, their beginning and their end. OHSA has a lot of new rules that have come out in the uh, next couple of sessions of sports, whenever that is with the NFHS that they follow, and Jerry Snodgrass has been on and talked about that before, but the one that kind of caught my eye, or the two that caught my eye, the OHSA has now doubled the penalty for fighting in a game. It used to be you'd get the next game off for football, and now you get two games off. If it happens in any other sport, you get four games, and that's try to curtail some of the things that happened last year and the uh, usually rules that are new come out in June, and that's what happened here. Also, I'm really curious to see how this is going to work. The video replay targeting has made its way to high school football here in Ohio. It'll decide, though, just after the game. The schools have to set it in two days after the start or after the end of the game of whether or not the kid will be suspended for the next week. That's based on a video to the OHSA and them deciding by watching the video, is it targeting, is it not? It'll be interesting to see how that is going to play out if, in fact, uh, like most people believe, we have high school football coming up in just about two and a half months. Uh, High school basketball had a couple of rule changes. One of them is that the quarter limits move from 110 to 120. And you can play six quarters in a day instead of five. And this really comes into play with junior varsity kids where they get four quarters, maybe of a JV, come up, play for a quarter on the varsity. And uh, it's now you maybe you can play a full JV game and a half. And uh, I'm sure the coaches are happy to have that kind of flexibility. We'll talk to some basketball coaches before the start of the season and ask them about that. Lipsick made big news this last week. Uh, we've talked about before on this show about them leaving the Blanchard Valley Conference and joining the Northwest Conference. Turns out it's going to happen earlier than anybody thought. Lipsick has decided they're going to leave after this upcoming school year of 2021 to join the NWC instead of uh, kind of that odd 
second year after the 2021-22 season to join the Northwest Conference. Interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, you know, teams from Bunnup County have had a uh, run in the NWC before, but just Lipsick will be in the PCL and the NWC as far as basketball and baseball and every other sport outside of football go. How Northern got two terrific pickups for their basketball programs, in my opinion. Casey Knippen, who I believe is going to be on the show next week. She's a very busy young lady, but uh, trying to get her on to talk about her, kind of how her journey has gone from Audeville, goes down, plays at Urbana for a year, school closes up. She's going to play in Ada. I think this is an absolutely terrific pickup. Uh, try, I want to try to get Mark Hilsman, the uh, girls head coach at ONU, to talk about that as well. And the men got a good one as well. John Barker, the point guard from uh, Shawnee, is going to go play hoops at the Kinghorn Center. Watch out for the Bears. They're, they're going to do some things with the local kids that they've got on there. Head football coaching news, Britton DeVere, who was the coach for a year at Riverdale, now not the coach at Riverdale anymore. He left to take a job in Piqua, led the team to their best record at 6-4 and four since the 2008 season this past year. Normally, you have the, that's kind of a short period, but you have the even shorter period of who knows, again, what football is going to be. Uh, the uh, weekly Hanwha Eagles update, they sit at 7-20. and 20. They've lost their last 11. Last in the KBO, the 10-team league, after losing 11-0 to Samsung Lions, but they got a piece of good news. Former Detroit Tiger and Eagles ace Chad Bell will come back after rehabbing a strained left elbow, and they need it right now. There have been a lot of blowout losses in that 11-game streak. They'll take on the NC Dinos tomorrow and everyone's favorite mascot at 5.30 a.m. I believe that's actually the ESPN game because ESPN loves the Dinos and uh, Shambi loves his coffee and making random jokes at 5.30 a.m. Hoying himself, batting 215. Knocked in 12 and 84 plate appearances this year, but his three home runs, he's got two in the last three games. Uh, maybe kind of trending upward as far as that goes in the offensive uh, category, but the Dinos, that's a tough one. That's uh, that's going to be an interesting one. I might have to get up and watch that one before calling baseball tomorrow. If you haven't heard or seen this on your local news in your newspaper, Abe, was on a week ago. We talked about the Four County All-Star Game. It's in Ottawa. If you haven't heard that, uh, social distancing rules will apply if you can't make it out. 5 and 7.30 on a Friday and Saturday for these games. A lot of BBC, PCL, track, NWC, uh, the MAC, and uh, every other conference represented. And I love... What Abe's done for this game and for these four games, I should say, trying to get as many seniors to play in these games as possible. Last year, it was just one game. It's morphed into about 80 kids from 35 schools this year, and it's going to be a heck of a time. I hope that you can make it or at least watch on the Z Sports Live Facebook page or listen at WZOQ Radio. I'm excited about what these games will be and uh, about the the future of this whole thing, and just to get back to see some baseball. 
That is the big, big thing to see any kind of live sporting event. And I can't wait uh, again tomorrow and Saturday. You can find Ads Esports Live on Twitter as well. Coming up on the other side of this break, Kirk Lehman will talk about his uh, reasoning for stepping away from Defiance. And you'll hear from uh, Cole Fishbach as he starts his at New Knoxville. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. I said last week when I finished up the show that uh, I was going to try to get Kirk Lehman on, and I was successful at wedging into his his, uh, media tour that he's now on. Kind of the cool thing is at least you can just burn up your minutes and do it from home, I would imagine. Yep, that's exactly right. Just sit here relaxing. Kind of a a, a different thing. I mean, was it kind of one of those things where you've been around a while, it was just time, or you, you sort of knew with everything going on? Well, we, we knew, knew eventually that, that um, you know, we were pretty close and we thought maybe we'd go one more year and, uh, um, you know, you, you get quarantined and my wife said that we sat down and we talked quite a bit and, and obviously had plenty of time to talk about things and, um, you know, with our family situation and, and our son has a year and a half old daughter and, and another one on the way, our daughter's getting married in October. You know, it was just the right time that, that maybe this was uh, time to, to retire and call it quits. Uh, it's been a great run. I still love the game of basketball. I still love coaching. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just time to, to go to the next stage of life and uh, experience all the family things. And my wife made a ton of sacrifices and time to give her some time. What did your wife have to say about you being home even more from now on? Well, I don't know if this uh, quarantine's helped us much, but uh, uh, I think she's ready to send me out of, out to work right now. But um, <laughs> I think she's going to enjoy it, and I, I know I will. And uh, she sacrificed an awful lot in, in, in her career and allowed me to be a coach. So uh, I, I think it's it's going to be her turn to enjoy things. Well, and it's kind of different too because I don't want to say you got a preview, sort of, so to speak, but with kind of the way that the world has been the last handful of months, it almost, I would I would think, had to feel like that of you don't really have basketball to think about. You just sort of have home life. Yeah, it was. It, it really was, was something different, and I think everybody handles those situations, uh, you know, totally different, and, and it, it was just something that, that you don't have experience with. And, and as a coach, I've always, told him, you know, you, you like to control a lot of things and, and you had no control over this particular situation. So it was crazy. And it's kind of a little bit of a preview. I mean, you know, you, you don't ever want to have what's going on right now, but with everything going on, it, you get through these couple of months at home. I mean, it's easy now because everything will open up eventually. You'll have other things to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and I think, uh, it, you know, it's interesting. People have been asking me about how people are going to handle uh, the summer basketball. And the one thing that we have is everybody's 
on the same level. You know, you've never been in this particular situation. There's a lot of guidelines to follow and, and keep track of. For example, you've got to uh, contact trace and, and those kind of things. So everybody's on the same level. It's not like the new new coaches who are coming in, uh, you know, are, are going to be at a disadvantage at all. Uh, they're going to be at the same level. And I would think, too, that with as long as you've been around the program, that whoever the new person is, you're going to be right there to sort of add a, a little bit of a helping hand. Well, if they need help, I'll be there. Um, but but I'm going to let them do their thing and, and um, you know, uh, control their program the way that they like to. If, if they need help or, or advice, I'll be the first one to help because I love coaching, but, but I'm not going to be in the way. Um, I don't know how many games I'll attend, but, um, you know, whoever gets the job, I, I wish them the best. And, and uh, it's a program that, that's got great kids in it. Um, we're going to be very young next year, but, um, you know, I, I'll lay, leave the next coach, coach his team. You take that team this year, you go 17-8, and eight, you lose to obviously a very good Shawnee team who doesn't get a, a finish to their season, but mm. – Sort of up and down at times, going that big winning streak in the middle. But it seemed like outside of that, every time you, you would get that, we can catch fire if we get this win. One or two points would go the other way. Yeah, um, had a very good season. A uh, little rough in the WBO, uh, but a team with with a lot of inexperience. We had a lot of seniors, but but not a lot of experience at the varsity level. And uh, Jacob Hutchison, just our point guard, had. Just a great story and, and uh, one to end on that, that you really like about high school players. Not a great talent, uh, but a really, really good point guard and, and all the toughness in the world. So yeah, he had over 120 assists and, and just really did a great job for us and I think allowed us to overachieve a little bit, which was great to see. We had some good players and, and good scores to go along with that, but Jacob had a great year. I always thought what spoke about the toughness about him was – about him choosing to go to the National Guard after high school. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, a top-notch young man that, um, you know, that's that's a very strong family unit, um, great mom and dad that, that really uh, teach a work ethic and, and being good kids and comes from a great family, and uh, he, he'll serve, serve the National Guard very, very well. When you looked at the WBL, at the beginning of the year versus how it ended, did it kind of play out how you had anticipated? Yeah, I think so. You know, Shawnee uh, was the best team, in my opinion, uh, far and away. And, and uh, they played that way. and Give them an awful lot of credit. And, uh, you know, a lot like the Napoleon girls, it was just cut-wrenching um, that they couldn't continue on uh, for their state run. Uh you know, Shawnee was undefeated, um, but they had a lot of weapons. They had a great point guard, and and, uh, and Mark did a great job with them. And you've had so many great teams. You get the four WBL titles throughout the year, a couple of uh, 21 seasons right back-to-back, but when was it, it kind of you felt maybe like that 14-15 team, was there a point where you just sort of knew, all right, this team is going to be one of the best we've had? Well, I, I thought we would be good um, because Katwan Singleton uh, was just one of those players that made everybody else around him really, really good. Um, 
But I think the the telltale for me was we went to Ottawa Glandorf and played a very good Ottawa Glandorf team on the road, and, and we don't win many times in, at OG, that's for sure. But uh, we managed to win, but but we won without Katwan Singleton. And I think right then and there, I, I think not only did I, but also our team realize, hey, we've got a chance to be pretty darn good. Um, so that was that was a great, great win for us. Um, it was against some odds because Katwan was out with a little bit of a knee injury, and, and our guys just did a great job and, and pulled, a, pulled a victory out. How happy are you that you don't have to go to Elida or OG next year? I mean, those have got to be tough places. Well, I may never go to to Ottawa Glendorf ever again. That <laughs> that place, I, I, even when I played, that place was no fun to go to uh, as an opposing team. But great atmosphere, just an unbelievable uh, place to play uh, because of their belief and their fans and, and, and obviously their programs and so forth. And Elida, the last few years, uh, I talked to Denny just the other day, and we've had some great battles and a and, uh, very hard place to play. The year we won the state championship, I think we won, won at Elida 37-35. to 35. Uh, So very hard place to play. But it, at times that has been said about uh, the gym in Van Wert. Um, you know, Salina's gym been been a hard place to play. So that's just the WBL. It's, it's just a very – very hard to win on the road in this league. Well, and it's kind of crazy because you had a handful of games this year that I would imagine, as the saying goes, took a couple of years off your life. You have the overtime game. You have that game with Wapak. And even the OG game, is it ends up as just seven. But how much fun are those games as a coach? A lot of fun. Uh, just uh, that's, that's why you do it, I think. You know, and, and – uh, you know, I was lucky uh, to play for Coach Renz, and then when I went on to college to play for uh, Dale Bandy and Danny Knee, and, and, and they taught me uh, a ton about the game of basketball. And, and uh, you know, those those are the kind of things that you, that you work for, but, but it all happens in practice. And, and forever and ever, I'll say that that's where um, I enjoyed most is being at practice. You know, um, our practices were very intense. Uh, very hard, I think our players would tell you, uh, and hopefully a lot harder than the game. And I think that's what I learned from the coaches that I played for. Uh, you needed to make the practices harder than the games were uh, to create that situation that they'd be prepared. And, and luckily, I think our guys were prepared most of the time. It's funny, on paper, the 0304 season when you start at Defiance doesn't seem that long ago. You've gone through kind of a lot of changes, though, not only with Defiance and that beautiful gym you guys have now, but kind of the program and even basketball itself. And that's, I would imagine, kind of one of those things you look back on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, when, when we came that first year, um, we, we were very lucky. We, we walked into a program, um, and the kids knew how to play, and uh, – you know, I think that's a credit to Joe Vol and and uh, um, we came in and L.J. Helton was there, and Austin Keel, Will Swery, Mark Nossinger, you know, and, and some other seniors along with that, um, and and it was a good group of kids, and and we battled, we we battled a very good Ottawa Glendorf team, the 49-45 game, um, managed to be 500, and then we slipped back the next couple years. 
but I even since then, even though our record slipped a little bit, our kids were starting to continue to work and continue to get better and, and learn how hard you had to play in the WBL. And then in 2008, um, you know, led by senior Steve Rito, Jordan Mack, Bryn Lehman, uh, and Justin Riley, you know, we got to the 15 win mark. And, and I think then, uh, some of the younger kids started to believe that we could win not only in the league, but also in our non-conference schedule. And, um, you know, we, we've had a pretty darn good run and, and it's been a lot of fun because of the great players that we've had. Well, you kind of sit the old, you know, the old thing is sit on the porch in the rocking chair. If you're able to sort of outside of this, maybe, or maybe a moment in the state run, what maybe a couple of things sort of just jump out at you when you think of your, your time there? Like as far as big moments. Yeah. As far as the state run, um, you know, that was, uh, that was a situation where, you know, a lot of people say, well, you got to be good, but you got to have some luck. And and I agree with that. And we had some, uh, you know, we beat Wasion in the district semifinal, but they have a three point shot that goes kind of in and out or rolls around the rim. And if that goes in, they probably beat us. So, you know, we catch a little bit of a break there, but, um, just, just a great time that I've had at Defiance. I mean, I've had some great experience. I was lucky enough to coach my son. I was lucky enough to coach with my son. I was lucky enough to, to coach with some former teammates, Tom Rex, Dave Maxey, um, my former coach, or one of my former coaches, Obi Mauser, um, former players have coached for us, Jacob Moore, Kane Wagner, Bryn Lehman. You know, that, there's been a lot of highlights, uh, you know, but I've been very, very lucky. Uh, we've had very supportive administrations and, and great assistant coaches. I've uh, just been very lucky to be at Defiance. Well, I have always enjoyed getting to call your team's games and, and just the ease of which uh, I could find information about your teams, which I'm sure for you is kind of a good and bad at times, but I I thank you for everything. Well, I absolutely, Mike. My pleasure, and, uh, you know, I miss these kind of things, but uh, – it's time to move on to the next stage of life, and, and I love the game of basketball. I still love coaching, but but it's time to move on and enjoy the family, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Well, I wish you the best with the, uh, I'm sure, ever-expanding honeydew list your wife is going to have for you. <laughs> I'm sure it sure will be uh, be long, but, but it'll be enjoyable. I, I owe her a little bit, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a give and take. That's what I found about marriage. <laughs> well, she's given an awful lot, so I think it's about time uh, for me to start doing some of that because she sacrificed an awful lot. Um, she's been very, very supportive, and I can't thank her enough. Again, I thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to you and everything. Well, thanks, Mike. Good talking to you. That's Kirk Lehman, the now former head coach at Defiance High School. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062, and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Talking about high school basketball during the summer is great for me to be able to think about what that will mean later on who knows new knoxville recently made a change at head coach and cole fishbach now congratulations on your first coaching gig albeit in kind of a weird time 
Uh, well, thank you very much uh, for having me on. And, and yeah, it's it's definitely a weird time. Um, it's a weird time for everybody, not just basketball, and and trying to just even put together anything, whether it be notes, yeah, practice plans, looking ahead to this fall, winter. We, we might not have sports. I guess that's all kind of up to what the government says at this point. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited and uh, I'm ready to take it day by day to see where we're at. Well, and even that, you've got five months of waiting to see what days the you know what's been said this day, what's been said that day. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I mean, we kind of joked here a couple weeks ago as an administration and about trying to figure out what what was legal, what we're allowed to do with the kids, and they tell us, "Oh, you're not going to be able to do anything con or not just contact wise, but actually do anything in person until July 1st." Well, three days later, that changes to we can start May 28th. And at New Knoxville, we have recently started doing uh, workouts, uh, small workouts, keeping our social distancing uh, in the gym and, and making sure everything is sanitized head to toe. And anytime they use a basketball, it gets re-sanitized. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been able to do that. So that was a big thing, a big change for us, just so the kids can get to meet me and we can get at least a little bit of a start on things. Well, I think the joke of that is is that every time uh, someone brings up something like that, it's, well, we'll just, you know, have a wedding. They say you can have 300 people. You can have all your kids. Really, you can have the whole town of New Knoxville. Funny you speak of weddings because I'm actually getting married here at the end of July. So my fiance and I have been on edge a little bit whether we were going to have to move our wedding back like, you know, some of our friends and classmates have had to do recently this summer. Um, so that, that was one big thing. And like you said, the town of New Knoxville is not very big. We probably could have the whole town there. You could uh, just... She's from Kaleida, and it's not much bigger. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, you've probably already found out how much bigger it seems like Kaleida is when you start trying to knock down those uh, those table requests of, wow, I, there uh, are more people in Kaleida than I thought. Yes, yes, there are. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Kaleida. Trust me, I get that one. It's crazy, though, because you have that normal stress of things you go through for a wedding and things people do, and now you have everything with that added on top of it. Yeah, and, and it's uh, I got to thank my fiance, uh, Nicole. She's been, she's been real big on this. You. Yeah, uh, she, she, uh, she's been kind of at the forefront, and obviously it, it's helped. Uh, her brother and sister had weddings before this, so we had had a general sense of what to do. But like you said, piling this this virus on top of it and trying to keep everything spaced and comfortable for everybody who would like to attend and celebrate with us it's it, it's just a different animal. And and she's taken it. She's done everything by the book. She works at St. Rita's, so obviously her experience being around this day to day is is huge. And with, you're talking about uh, being able to see the kids, they're probably happy to be able to meet you in person and not just have to log on to their phone or on their computer and pull up Zoom. Yes, uh, uh, I'm sure you've heard of the name Carson Beerline, and I guess I throw that one out there. That might be who most of mm-hmm. the local folks would know in terms of that he was a great scorer last year and all of that. But he immediately, that was the first thing about, two days after I got the job, we got in contact and he's like, coach, can I get in the gym? And obviously had to pull back the reins a little bit. This was before we were allowed in there. And 
I mean, all these guys have since we've met, we, we've gone through a couple workouts. They're very excited. One, not to just get a ball back in their hand, but just to be in a gym and, and enjoy the conversation of being with others. It, it's, it's big for them. It's big for their social and mental health. Um, and those boys are happy to be back. Last year as an assistant at St. John's, you guys go there kind of in in an odd thing because you, you had a couple of blowout wins before that, but you got into a period where I don't know if it was the early season or what, where they play you very well at the barn. And it, it's you can find out, I guess, what they're capable of, but it just didn't work out that way for them, it seems. I guess more of a struggle for them last year wasn't their heart and their effort because I can promise you, and I saw it not only with the scouting their film prior to us playing them, but when they did play us, they're going to give you 110% every second they're on the floor. Their numbers last year were, were a big issue for them, only having nine kids and not being able to rotate in. Like, like us at St. John's, we were able to. We had 15 guys dressed and were rotating and had 10, 11 guys in a, a good, strong rotation. And Aaron Elwer always does a great job of preparing. So any issues that typically come up, Aaron is, is quick on his foot to, to try to jump and change whatever he has to. And, I mean, it, it eventually they just wore down and, and just ran out of gas. How much does that thought process of being under Aaron's tree help you see the game and help you kind of get set for what you want to do in your first year? Um, well, I, I guess I start back to when I was a player under him. Uh, it, he does a phenomenal job of getting you to look at the game differently. And I've already tried to convey that to the guys at New Knoxville that I've been with. And I, I told him, I said, guys, like, I, I showed them when I met with them and their parents, I, I showed them what a typical JV scouting report was that I would put together myself at St. John's. And they're like, this is bigger than most scouting reports we've seen in our entire <laughs> life. I, I mean, at St. John's, like that was a big thing for us. It was cutting and, and watching film, going and scouting teams and, and preparing ourselves. Because being at a small school, and typically at St. John's, our, our non-conference is WBL opponents. And we're, we're facing Division two schools with much more athletic kids, uh, a lot bigger pool to pick from. And you have to prepare yourself and be ready for any situation. And in Knoxville, I, I kind of say that's the same thing. You don't have this big a pool of players to pick from, and you take what you can get and try to prepare your guys each and every night for a tough game. I am kind of jealous in a way. I haven't actually been there in a while. I didn't get to go last season. Your new home, so to speak, is, for my money, one of the best small school gyms in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, I, I ever since my freshman year, um, I don't know if the name Curtis Geisy rings a bell, but we went down there. Um, he, we graduated the same year, and he made a buzzer beater shot, and that was when they had their streak of home wins. And I, you couldn't be hard pressed to find a seat in that gym. I mean, that that atmosphere is phenomenal, and I, I'd say it's second to the Vatican. I love all these old style gyms, even to a point Shawnee's old style gym. I mean, anything that gives you that old vibe. Salina's got a great old gym. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. These nice new fans, but it just doesn't have the energy and excitement that these old gyms still have. And it's crazy because 
the as weird as it is, all the years that I've done sports and I'm from here and all that, I've never actually been to a game or called a game in the Vatican. That's my one that's left. Well, hopefully not this year because they're going to come down to face us in Knoxville, but maybe the following year we can get you up there and you can call an away game for us. <laughs> well, and we can see where things go from there. Right. That's that's on my bucket list is to make sure that I do a game there. But it's, uh, it, it's different. How do you approach i mean they haven't won a mac game in two years they start out two and two last year feel like you're maybe on the right track for a little bit get anna st mary's on back-to-back weekend or back-to-back games in four days 18 straight losses last year how do you going in sort of change the mindset to start out of we had three close games through the first 10 we can win these games well, I, I, the first thing, and, and I guess I look back at, I have an associate in psychology, so, so me trying to think in terms of them and trying to show them it, things are different. Like, that's the past. As much as you like to look on past experiences to, to grow from, I think their confidence just at points were shot. And like you said, they started the year two and two, and then almost three and one, barring a three-point loss to Allen East. And I, I told the guys, it was the first time I met them, I said, you guys are close. Like, you guys are right there. And if you get one or two dominoes to fall last year, who knows, maybe you have eight, nine, ten wins there, and you have a respectable year because your confidence is well boosted. But showing those guys the whole stylistic change they have, it, they're already they're smiling. They're enjoying being around the gym. They, they love having a basketball on their hands. And, and as of yesterday, and maybe this is just kids trying to pull my leg here, but they seem happy, happy to be around they're excited to learn. They're already asking questions because, I mean, terminology that coaches use sometimes varies, and, and these guys are willing to take it head on, and they're a smart group of kids. They're, they're ready to, to learn and to advance even more. And I said, wow, you guys are really taking this with, with a grain of salt and ready to go. I would think it would help, too, though, because you're not that far off from their age. I mean, in terms of – I, I talk to a lot of older coaches, and they say sometimes, you know, a, a generational thing, one or two little things might keep them from really getting to a kid. But, I mean, you're roughly in their age bracket. Yeah, and I've said that pretty much ever since uh, Aaron Eller gave me my, my first job as the JV assistant when I was there my first year. Uh, I said it's a different side of the coin. And the way I coach now is different than the way – I was coached seven, eight years ago. Every year you have to adjust and adapt to the group of kids that you have. And I think being at St. John's and seeing that, not not as a head coach until I was a JV coach, but not until seeing that, it was like, wow, like each group is different. And I'm going into teaching now and seeing these group of kids, like not, two kids can really be taught the same. You have to have kind of a different approach to every kid. And I like the fact that in New Knoxville that, I mean, these guys understand I'm, I'm 25. I'm, I'm right with them. And I can kind of understand them a little bit better than maybe somebody who's 55, 60. Nothing against those coaches. But I think they look at me and say, oh, well, he wasn't too far away from me. Maybe he gets what I'm thinking a little bit more than another coach. Well, I can tell you that whether it be from a social media and, and uh, people that I know, 
in the Knoxville area. They are they're excited to have a young, energetic coach and what you can possibly do this year. Yeah, and I mean, I, like I told you before, I, I'm a huge sports nut, and if I'm not down there in my office watching Huddle, trying to catch up and, and seeing what they, they knew last year, what they ran, uh, I, I'm at home, I'm watching Sports Center. I'm trying to learn whatever I can about any game, any sport, and trying to advance my knowledge a little bit further. Obviously, being a 25-year-old, I don't know necessarily as much as a coach who's been in the business for about 20 years, but I'm going to work my tail off to get to know what that coach knows well, so I can be as smart as he is. And you've got your fingers into everything. I mean, I don't know how many people know, but or maybe you don't want them to know, but you umpire baseball too. That's, <laughs> that's uh, a whole different world by itself. Yeah, thanks for calling me out on that one. But no, yeah, I, I love it. And like I said, I love the sport. And I guess in high school, I wish I kind of would have stuck with baseball because it is one of my all-time favorite sports. I just was not the athlete to play baseball. I get I that. I ran track and field. And That's why I do so broadcasting. I said, well, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love, the, love the sport. And, and I guess that all started out with the Nathan Miller Memorial Tournament in Delphus. Uh, Angie Miller contacted me and asked if I wanted to be an umpire. And at that point, I wasn't certified. And after that tournament, the association at Delphus said, hey, we'll, we'll get a couple of you guys certified as long as you come back and help. And, I mean, this is really the first year I, I'm not going to do much, but obviously that's kind of taken back both by the virus and me kind of taking a bigger step in life and, and taking on more responsibilities as a head varsity coach rather than just not really wanting to umpire. I'd love to, but got to got to take some irons out of the fire. Plus, you know, you got that whole pesky wedding thing coming up. Yeah, we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> right, don't tell my fiance though. <laughs> right, she's she won't listen. It's fine. Uh, I just I just won't target this to Clyde. It's fine. Uh, but it is. I, I really I look forward to seeing what you guys can do in the winter and calling some games up there. Well, thank you very much. And like I said, it, and I told our guys this. I said I'm a realist, and I understand. I'd love to go 22 and 0 and make this long tournament run. But I'm also coming into a program that won two games, five games in the last two years. And it's not that you guys aren't going to fight. It's that the Mac every Friday night is a different animal. And I understand these other conferences are the same way. But when you haven't won a Mac game in two and a half years, it's, it's going to be weird for those guys. And they have to learn that if we get over that hump, everything's going to change. But it's going to take that one domino to fall before anything can start. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Hey, not a problem. Thanks for having me on, and I'd love to talk again soon, hopefully this winter. For sure. That's Cole well, Fishbach, the much. new head coach at New Knoxville. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Leak Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Leak Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. And speaking of Lee Kinsel, Thursday night, June the 18th, at Vandell Drive-In, they are sponsoring... A free night of a family fun night at the Vandell Drive-In. The gates open at 8. The show is at 9.30. And, uh, again, just 
kudos to Biggie for everything that he does and uh, Lee Kinsel. They they get it. They're taking care of the uh, local community, however they can. I want to end this show with something prophetic, but I can't find the right words to do justice of everything that is going on in the world. So I will just leave you with this. Please be better. As a human being, as a citizen of the world, as a person who has neighbors and friends and family and sees what's going on in the world, you don't have to like things or whatever. Just be a better person. Challenge yourself every day to be a better person and act better and take up for your fellow man. People who look different than you or are different than you don't have the same advantage as you do and don't take what you have for granted. Help your fellow man. Be a voice for those who don't have one. And I'm not trying to be political on this show, but I see the news and it brings me to tears. And all I can ask you is to be a better person. Help those who are in need and try to stop all the bad going on in the world. Please don't let that fall on deaf ears. I love every person in my life equally, no matter of whatever I'm not supposed to or whatever nonsense that you hear on the news. It's about being a better person. That's my challenge I will leave you with for today. Thank you so much for listening to this show. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.